This episode is sponsored by me. Not only do I do podcasting, but I do artwork as well. From digital art, custom artwork commissions, spray paint, D&D maps and characters for your gameplay needs, metalworking, and more. On my Instagram, you can my name on there is SAH3Artist. And in the bio there, there's a link tree that has options where you can donate to the show, purchase merchandise from my Redbubble shop, my YouTube Minecraft gameplay, and links to the podcast. Check me out. It's SAH3Artist on Instagram. Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Safari Steve and today we have Cody, or more rather, aka Bud Birch. Not worldwide wrestling. What what do you do? You're a wrestler. I am. I'm a pro wrestler. I am Devotion Championship Wrestling Bud Birch, Utah State Television Champion. Ooh, yeah, a little I can get jiggy with that. Do you, is it the same kind of concept when you, like for WWE, you come out and you have your own little jingle? Oh, absolutely. So mine's a little more, it's kind of funny. Uh, I picked it, uh, the song title is called Tied Up. And just because I'm the camp leader of DCW, so, you know, I gotta incorporate that with my character. So yeah, I come out with a full song entrance, I do a little dance. Uh, get the crowd behind all my buddies. Yeah. Okay, cool. So DCW, is that a local Utah thing? or? It, it absolutely is. Um, we're based out of Salt Lake. We do shows two or three times a month. Um, we have our 21 and up shows, our regular family-friendly shows. Uh, but yeah, we've, uh, we've recently ventured out into Wyoming and... Um, also Colorado, mm -hmm. uh, but DCW, we're working on growing bigger, and that's always everybody's uh, big step, right, to yeah. evolve. You and have your so, little stepping, yeah, stepping stones. Yeah, exactly. So, as of right now, we're still based, we're putting on, like I said, two or three shows in Utah. And our, I, I think I saw you guys last year at FanX. Yep. Are you guys doing that again? We are. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we do Fanex. Uh, we do a lot of festivals. Uh, we've done a couple farmer markets. Um, we'll be at Fanex. We were at FitCon. Fit, so. FitCon, is that like the worldwide um, muscle people? It, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's, I worded no, that no. weird, but I'm like, how do but, you word it? <laughs> no, it, it's basically, it's, it's Fanex for weightlifters and bodybuilders pretty much okay yeah so how long have you been doing uh well like have you were you wrestling in high school too or like... i did so it was kind of a funny story i got into i started watching pro wrestling first i mm -hmm. uh, saw a couple matches my parents were like no you can't watch this it's too violent too especially with the person I liked he was very devilish um, and so they were very against that and was, oh go on sorry oh uh 
No, go ahead. Was that the guy who eats worms, or is that uh, Undertaker? Ooh, so it was Undertaker, but it okay. was the time period is 1996, 97. So he was more satanic taker. Okay. Um, very, he was going by the Lord of Darkness at the time. I always found him to be like an Ozzy Osbourne kind of guy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he was the, it was almost in the name. He was the soul taker. Uh, he would bury people alive. He would put them in caskets. That he lightning would come from the ceiling. That was his whole mystique. He was the undead. Yeah, I remember his colors were more of the blue and the black, kind of bluish, blackish kind of lightning. Vibe. Yeah, yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, to, more tomb stuff. Him and I thought him and Kane were always like competitors. Him and so. And, Exactly, yeah. Well, they were. They were either best friends or they were competitors. Uh, because Kane, storyline-wise, is Undertaker's brother. Oh, okay. And so he was the brother that... And you never really knew, because they played it back and forth on who killed their parents, whether it was Taker or whether it was Kane. Kane always blamed Taker. Taker always felt guilty so they were either each other's worst enemies or best allies okay and so it was it's the whole idea behind wrestling is to create this whole uh persona of like a storyline like like that it depends on when you're talking about so back in the 80s 90s yeah absolutely and then nowadays it's more what's real and because the lightning coming from the ceiling just doesn't work anymore. Taker said it himself that the Undertaker gimmick wouldn't work. The American Badass, where he comes out uh, with a bandana, motorcycle, riding a chopper around the ring, like yeah. that's more real to people these days. So, like for me, as Bud Burge, I'm a hiker. I love nature. I go out whenever I can. That's where I find my peace. So why, how can I elevate that to an 11 to show other people? And so that's where Bud Birch comes in. He comes in hiking, he wants to always make it to the top. Like that's his goal. And when he thinks he's at the top, he wants to go further because there's always another elevation to reach. So do you, uh, is it so the same like kind of outfit every time or like you change out your outfit for uh, when you come out for the most part it's the same i do try to i'm working on changing it and elevating it to more fit me um but it's it's always a work in progress yeah wrestling is constant evolution because when i imagine because i haven't i haven't been to one of your shows yet feel like our schedules are always like misaligned and but anyways i haven't been to one of your shows but when i imagine you coming out and you're saying you're hiking nature all i imagine is you wearing a plaid shirt that's like one of those uh, pearls so you could just rip it out Ooh. you're like you're like the lumberjack fantasy guy you come out with a, <laughs> one of the fake axes and you're wearing a beanie scene uh and probably so, not the so, beanie so let's you know you know drive supers it's okay <laughs> <laughs> let's let's uh i'll, I'll tweak it a little bit so i do like the plaid maybe i'll incorporate that but i come out in the tight jeans 
or what looks like jeans. Um, I've got your regular t-shirt with my logo on it. And then I come out with a walking stick, a camo pack, and uh, and sometimes in the camo, and uh, some sunglasses from Pit Viper. And then uh, in the camo pack, sometimes I'll have goodies. Sometimes the audience will bring me like a granola bar to power me up. Oh, so that's cool. So it, it depends, yeah. You're just handing out cliff, cliff bars, cliff bars, cliff bars. Right, exactly, yeah. That's cool. Okay. So, um, with your, how, so with, I don't know if I, we got asked that question. Like, how long have you been with, uh, what'd you say, DT? Uh, DCW. DCW, sorry. You're good. How long have you been with DCW? I've been there three years. Three years? Okay. Yep. And then you were with, you were with another group, weren't you, prior? I was. Uh, I started out with UCW. I want to say back in 2017-18. Yeah, because that's when I, that's what I thought you were in my phone. You're still Cody wrestling guy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I I thought you were with another group. I was, and then I took a break, uh, especially when COVID and just some external things happened uh, that I wasn't able to compete. And I was actually talking to a friend and I was really focusing on my fitness and so I had started an Instagram page for uh, the 75 hard challenge you have you heard of it I think so yeah so part of that was you're supposed to post a picture and basically keep yourself accountable every day uh, that that was one of the requirements was you had to post a picture it didn't matter where so I created a separate account for that and was really getting into my fitness and then a friend and I were talking and talked about, I talked about how there was a possibility that I could go wrestle somewhere else and, and start up again. I was nervous because I had been away for two years, two, three years. Mm -hmm. And so I was nervous about going back. And after discussing it with this friend, I jumped in and I haven't stopped since. It's something that you love and something you enjoy. Oh, absolutely. You ever, uh, you ever wrestle coworkers then? <laughs> <laughs> Off the clock, I guess. Or <laughs> Ooh, uh, so there was twice I wrestled a specific man that's been on your show. Um, I won the first bout because he claims he didn't know the rules. And then the second bout, he cheated and used some weapons. And, uh... Oh, no! Yeah. He used some external, uh... Yeah, weapons. I'll, I'll call them weapons. Because it hurt. See, I was about to say names, but... I have a pretty, I, good, I have a pretty good idea who was. But, okay. I mean, I'm okay. No, no, I'm okay naming the name. But it's, I don't know. No, we'll, yeah. We'll, We'll not talk shit. <laughs> no, because I... Yep. <laughs> I love them. I love them to death. Mm. I miss them. <laughs> I miss... There, There is video, so I will get that video and post it on my Instagram if anybody is curious. 
I would like to see. One? No, no, not no, the no, weapon no. one. That's the, the one that I won fair and square. Okay, yeah, that the weapon one's like I don't know if this can be used as blackmail. Right? Yeah. Plus, they're good guys, anyways. Yeah, exactly. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know who we're talking about. <laughs> um, oh, God. I missed... Yeah, we... What was it? 2017-18 when we both uh, joined uh, Big Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you were there before me, though. Cause because you... I joined in 2019. Late September. Like, the beginning of September. We, we took you from the contractors. You did. I was enjoying my form in life as a, a general contractor. And then found myself being an electrician. Have you liked it so far? Or is it, like, better? Yeah. It's, I mean, I like the company. It's They've been very, uh, very patient with me and very... Uh, especially with a wrestling schedule it's constant travel and all that so i've enjoyed it i i couldn't see myself doing an office mm -hmm. job because i just like working with my hands yeah same here and then the office in the office world is just like what am i doing with my life especially in the call center times Ooh, yeah call center would be rough but it's yeah, just it's not for me yeah yeah not for me either in the call center days, I just put on, put put myself on mute. I'm like, F you, F you, F you. I'm so sick of you. It's like, please, why won't you understand what I'm telling you? <laughs> now, yeah, shout out to Big Rock, by the way. Woo! Woo! Big Rock Electric, one of the best companies in Utah. If you need your electrical stuff taken care of, call Big Rock Electric. Whoops. <laughs> no, yeah, Big Rock, um... Yeah, I miss the guys there. A lot of them were genuine. And they were they patient, are. patient and down to earth. Yes, very down to earth. Very patient. Um, and like you said, just very genuine guys. Yeah. And fun. Oh, I've had oh. so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so many stories. <laughs> but to, to change it up, going back... Um, I see you brought your uh, championship belt. I did. It's so pretty. I mean, I just, I got to take it around with me everywhere I go. It's, I, I feel like a champion. I feel like I've earned this because it's, it's been a long grind and it's a childhood dream just to hold a championship belt. Like you could buy them at Walmart, right? But it, it's not, it's, it's not, the, not same. the same. It's not the same. I guess as a kid, like, when you're, like, I don't know, 7 or 13, you're like, Oh, WWE champion, woo, I'm part of fraud, I just killed, uh, defeated Batista, woo. And no, just, you know. Yeah, totally, no, and you'd be doing this stuff on the trampoline. Yeah. Uh, I totally beat up my younger siblings. I don't know if remember if they remember, but uh, I got plenty of photos. Uh, just let me suplex you. You know, it's no problem. We don't know how to do this, but you're going to go for a ride, whether you like it or not. I'm doing this to you. What's a suplex? <laughs> it's a simple, uh, you grab them by the head, and they're bent over, right? Uh -huh. Then you grab them by the waist, you lift <clears throat> them up over oh. your shoulder, and then you go back, you both go backwards. Oh, you, okay, I've seen, seen them just throw... Exactly, yeah, you're throwing them back, and uh, 
at the time I was not trained. I was much, very much a teenager. And so I thought I could do anything. And I thought we're on a trampoline. I'm gonna suplex my siblings. I did a lot of choke slams where you grab them by the throat, lift them up and throw them on their back. Because uh, of course, Undertaker being my favorite, yeah, I had to, not? yeah, I had to do what he did. I saw, I think it's more of the, he was more of a heavyweight belt, wasn't he? Him. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think I saw more of the heavyweight guys do stuff like that. Or maybe, uh, was, was the Hardy Brothers kind of the medium-sized guys? They would be a uh, cruiserweight division, but yeah. I mean, they still can compete for the heavyweight title. But they're kind of like, well, just a little... Uh, they were agile. They knew how to fly. Yeah. Uh, so you have your flyers, you have your strikers, you have your uh, technical guys that know different type of holds. They could get you into different positions. Um, yeah, there's all different kind of styles. So for me as Bud Birch, I'm a little mixture of a flyer and um, a little bit technical okay like ground and pound yeah because i i i watched wrestling as a kid yeah but i didn't know anything about like what positions and like the striker thing i didn't i didn't know that it was a thing i no. thought they like all had their own themes and what the what they kind of fit like classes i guess yeah there's not so much classes it's just more because it, it's all about story right mm -hmm. so if you're uh marvel fan you you watch iron man and he goes through these challenges and for him the suit is what helped him hulk it, he was more the muscle right mm -hmm. and uh one's technical one's just more ground pound let's smash everything yeah um and then you have like loki who's very mischievous he could cut corners to try to win so that's take that and that's wrestling you have all these characters who find their own ways to win whether it's good or bad but they find these ways to achieve their goal but it builds the persona of like when you're playing the video game it's like i want to play the guy who eats worms because he's like a weird creepy guy that's seems like a golem type that if that's sneaky, what like attracts you like yeah he's sneaky, absolutely he just goes around and like like he'll like be on all fours client going around and then go and choke you from the back and bring you down absolutely yeah or ray mysterio when he uh by the way ray mysterio was one of my favorites growing up really okay so a lot of his moves i'm working on that's what i incorporate well, that's who i watch and study to perform in the ring but yeah. yeah, was he like, he grabbed like the pole and he swung himself in? Yeah, so yeah. he did it around the pole. He did it with the ropes. He called it the 619. That was his finisher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, this brings back so many memories. Man. There we go. Yeah. Or, see, I didn't know. I, th I thought John Cena was like one of the head leader or leaders of the whole Raw. I think he was part of Raw division. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was the other one? There Smack. Uh, yeah, there's SmackDown and Raw. Uh, now there's currently NXT, a third division. Okay. Then, 
What was Hulk Hogan? Was that before they had? He he was uh, 80s, 90s, and a little bit of 2000s, yeah. He, um, but, so wrestling, it's who, it depends on how you look at it. Like, uh, so for me, Undertaker is my favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounds like Mysterio was yours. It was one of them, yeah. One of them. I kind of switched it up a little bit, but he was one of my favorites, yeah. So it's about popularity and who you connect with. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't really a division. It was Cena was really popular. Whether he was liked or not, that was the attention he was getting. And so that's why he was high, your more main event guy. Because he was, one, putting in the work outside of wrestling, whether it was uh, news uh, interviews and all that, a lot of promotional stuff that way, uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, he was leading that. He was very out out there. Exactly. And so, and then with the fans either behind him or not, he was getting those reactions in the... uh, at the shows, either live events or the TV shows, TV segments. And so um, that's how you're, it's almost that's how you're determined in wrestling if you're worth the main event. And I think I think I started to pay attention more because back then I used to watch Mad TV. Mm-hmm. And there was a segment with him and Bobby Lee making fun of... Uh, what is that show called? Something Hour? 30 Hour? Or, um, it's like, this place takes between, this event takes place between 9am and 10pm. You know. Okay. Uh, 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 24 Hour. 24 Hour. I think that's what it's called. It was some big show on Fox 13. I never really watched it. It never kept my... Anyways, it was, uh, him and Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee's, like, asleep in his bed and he just has his under like, tidy whities on. Yeah. And then John Cena just comes in like, what are you doing? And it smacks him, smacks him, and he's freaking out. He's spazzing out, and he's like, ah, I'm sorry. Ah, ah. And, and, and he's then, being up Bobby Lee. Yeah. Right? Pretty yeah. much? Yeah. Okay. And then it's, it's the scene changes to, uh, like, he's he's still sleeping. John Cena leaves the room, and it says, the, this, this event takes place between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. You're still in bed? You know, he just breaks stuff all over the... All over the bedroom. But yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, him, Batista, Kane, Rey Mysterio, the Hardy Brothers. I think there was a tragedy with Hardy Brothers. I think. I think um, one of them burnt, killed his family and burnt the house down with himself <laughs> with it. No, no, that, that was... That wasn't the Hardy Brothers? That wasn't the Hardy Brothers, no. I think it was there, one of the wrestlers. There though. was a wrestler that, yeah, um, uh, unfortunately some things happened and... Uh, it was a suicide murder a situation. Uh, the house didn't get burned down, but okay, it was a suicide murder. Maybe it was, yeah, I can't remember. I, th- I, I swear it was like Randy something, but... Uh, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit? Yeah. Oh, okay, my bad. No, you did. <laughs> um, so cool. Like... I've never been to a rest. I've never been to a wrestling show, nor nor any type of. Like, I guess I've been to UMC. No, not UMC. Uh, MMA fights. Yeah. Do you ever get into those or does? Yeah. No, I totally. Um, 
like I was a big fan of Ronda Rousey before she was in WWE. Mm-hmm. And Conor McGregor, his attitude, the way he came out, I was a huge fan of that. Uh, the Black Beast, I'm forgetting his name. I can't remember his name but either. he was one of my favorite fights to watch. And I still see clips on TikTok of him uh, when he's talking to Rogan with his drawers down. And Rogan flat out asks him, your pants are off. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, my balls are hot. It's like, oh, yeah, I just <laughs> yeah, watched yeah. that. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, that was him. Yep. Uh, yeah, okay. And then there is... What's he... It's not... It was boxing. It was him versus Mayweather. It was... Um, oh, uh, Logan Paul? No, it was... Or Jake? No, it was 2019, I believe, or 2017. Oh, oh, Big Show. No, uh, Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Oh, 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 you're talking... Okay. I liked Pacquiao before that fight. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's cool to like some of the... I don't know. I feel like it's more rewarding to like one of the fighters before they become famous or like a band before before they become famous. It's like, I'm an OG. Right? Exactly. I didn't like you and you're... I wasn't part of your... You know, part of the new bandwagon. Exactly. Yeah, I... It, it almost feels... Yeah, you feel original with them. And it, I feel like you could take it more into value. Like, seeing... I, I saw the Chainsmokers before they released their Closer song and yeah stuff like that. You yeah you've seen where they have been and where they are now, and like all the improvements, or if it's the same, you like the old school. Yeah yeah, I'm hoping I don't know if they still perform, but you do you like metal? Metal yeah. There's a band I really like is uh, As They Lay Dying. Oh. Okay, yeah. so I um I really want to see them, but I don't know if they still perform because uh, something with the lead singer. I think oh. he went to prison or something. But I watched their documentary. I'm like, I really like these guys. They're so down to earth. But I liked them since I was in elementary school, and so I just I don't know. Uh, okay, yeah. Like I've always liked uh, uh, Marilyn Manson. I watched listened to a lot of his stuff when I was a kid and then as well as Breaking Benjamin I mean I know I'm not totally naming off metal bands but oh we can go this, beyond that yeah I was gonna say yeah this is just kind of right like this is kind of the genre um but then I was also very much into Eminem and Slim Shady type when he was that 90s and early 2000s stuff exactly it almost feel like that we have a natural bias to that too it's like what we grew up with it's that's that's what we like oh absolutely because especially like i've been listening to a lot of country lately um but it didn't feel the same like the 90s country yeah i, I can't go older than 90s that i could listen to it but i end up changing the station sooner than i would yeah. Any other country station. It's probably, I guess it depends on what songs they play, too. Because, uh, there, there's some, there's a lot of good 80s songs, but then there's some that are like, why'd you play this one? <laughs> Not this one. Like, I like, I like the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. They're no longer, they're not the Chicks. They're the Dixie Chicks to me. Yeah. Same, same. Dixie College, you know, all the fun tests. Right? Now, um. But, but no, like, it's. 
and it's like you said maybe it's just because we grew up that way with them but that's what we relate to and they have a they do have a natural talent that we picked up on that we enjoyed yeah like the original uh, Spy- the Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire people don't like him I like him no absolutely I, I liked him I liked that I was into the Venom uh, oh, I know so good see, right but Pete how many people complain about it oh he was getting beat up by noise and with the bars falling around him and that was so that, cool. it was brilliant yeah and you saw the graphics that was cool for our time and it was still cool to me yeah the only thing I could point out with that show is was like it felt like the speakers were blown when they're recording mm-hmm. it like the but do you pick up on that now or I, I still do did you pick did you pick up on it when it came out yeah when I saw it in theaters because I thought it was the theaters that had a blown out speakers mm. okay but, but there was something about it that has a that static noise like they went too far on their uh, I don't know what it's called tremble or whatever yeah and but I that's that's all I have to I don't have much to complain about it I, it was perfect right it, it was kind of inspirational for me to dye my hair black it was like <laughs> thank you you and my chemical romance and three days grace really got me on the goth track exactly thank you. <laughs> right that's what, I grew my hair out in junior high because of that and wore black clothes a lot of the time it's kept like, we're not conformists <laughs> exactly yeah i can't imagine you with black like black hair i i never dyed it but my hair was so dark it worked back then could you imagine dyeing your beard all black i want to but i get so many compliments about my mustache alone and like people already think that i dye it a lighter color than what it is yeah and it's like no that's that's natural you ever like make it colonial or not colonial but like civil war era just (laughs) i've thought about it yeah i gotta find the right wax but because i've also uh tried the twirl Mm -hmm. but it looks kind of weird yeah see like where was i going with this uh oh yeah going back to the other music like could you imagine yourself like doing these certain things like if you if you did dye your hair black it's like you have to get the package deal you have to get an arm piercing like troy or not an arm <laughs> piercing uh arm tattoos like troy you gotta get gauges then you um probably gonna start being a dick to people <laughs> not that i think troy's a dick <laughs> no troy's not a dick <laughs> we love troy yeah troy we uh we uh, love you <laughs> you're right? not a dick at all <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, it's... He's probably going to give me shit for this. Oh, he absolutely should, too. He should. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. We... See, I think... I think we all found our own little thing, because... While, yes, I was listening to Breaking Benjamin and all that, I was also, like I said, listening to Country at the time, too. So, I'm, I was very... I like to call my... I always told people that I was into all music. I never found a song that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I just consider myself like a radio guy. Like, if a song is on, I like it. it I could get into it. I don't need... Um, it's always nice if Pandora starts playing songs that I'm 
feeling relating to um, emotional wise yeah like it hits the right time yeah. right moment like if they play a couple songs into that <coughs> absolutely but for the most part I flip on the radio and I just listen I've got like in my truck radio it goes rock Christian worship uh, country some pop and then a rap station and then some talk radio i i try to spread myself out yeah i don't want i don't want to be boxed in yeah and if you do you kind of you limit yourself just like with anything else exactly yeah and, and not that there's anything too wrong with it but like i don't know it, it deprives you of opportunities i think no totally um me and some buddies were just talking about this when it comes to driving i'm very much a routine guy i will follow if i need to go to work from point a to point b i'll follow that route every day and if i have to deter then i get a little jumbled and frustrated because that means i have to explore a new route to get there i don't like that yeah and you so, end up being late or something like that. exactly yeah because i already know my route so I'm okay with being boxed in that way, but if I'm on a trail, I like to wander. I like to explore. I'll climb different rocks or uh, go different, go off yeah. the grid a little bit just to see what's there. Yeah, that's what I love about. Um, have you ever been to Rose Canyon Yellow Fork? Ooh, no, not yet. That's on the list, though. So. so I never got to complete it because it's it's such a big. It has multiple it, routes. Yeah. But sometimes I don't even follow the routes. I go off trail because you could just literally go up the mountain and you could just see the whole overlook of the southwest. And um, it literally, it's so peaceful where you could hear everyone from down below because it is pretty popular. Right? Yeah. But not crazy popular. And it's, you could find seclusion in a popular area. And sometimes you find little cash geodes. It's pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, we uh, in the past, my wife and I, we found some people's little treasure boxes where people put little postcards in it, little sunscreen and ancient sunscreen and ancient pens and whatnot. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but going yeah, going off trail and going off grid is is beautiful. Right. Like, there's so much to it. I like. There's a couple spots. Um, I used to go as a engineer high where I'd hike and just sit and think. And then there's other spots. Even now, I like to climb, and it's a it's a trail that anybody could do. But you sit up there. Uh, for instance, the trail I'm thinking of it's called Flag Rock, mm-hmm. and it's up by it's behind Lagoon, and you climb up to the rock uh, where this flag just sits, and but you could see across Farmington. You could see across, you could see Lagoon down below you, um, and you see the freeway, you see all these moving parts to the city of Farmington. You see the people at the amusement, amusement park, and but it's still quiet. You're up there, you hear the birds chirping, you hear the breeze you feel the cold breeze so you find that balance 
Yeah. And the best parts about going off-grid, too, or just away from everyone, is when you just sit there and you just be quiet. Sometimes you just fall asleep, but nature comes to you. Absolutely. You stay perfectly still. Squirrels start popping up. Same with birds. And sometimes deer. Some so that's been a goal of mine. It's I've wanted every hike I've done. I've found I've made a list that I want to experience. So far, I've come across rattlesnakes, tarantulas. I've found myself with mountain goats and uh, deer and elk. I want to come across a mountain lion or cougar and the other one. Cougar's not like hot moms, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. I, I could already cross that off the list <laughs> if that was the case. Um, that would seem scary come across real like mountain lions and cougars or bears see but i live for the adrenaline rush i think it would be an adrenaline rush for me it would yeah because what would you do it's like do you protect your neck or no absolutely i mean you treat it with respect if i came across from a safe distance i'd that's what i would prefer you know if i saw it before it saw me which is unlikely but because they could smell you already exactly and especially mountain lions a lot of people at work uh and especially at my old job were hunters and so they're always telling me stories about how they would have a mountain lion hunting them as they were hunting deer or elk whatever they drew for yeah that sounds terrifying right and so but i mean for them it was easy to add their dogs chase it away or throw it off with a different scent but do you think uh, making loud noises would steer it away like whistle like with a whistle or you definitely so um you want to be loud you don't want to take your eyes off of it uh there was a story in Provo that went viral where the kid, he was on a hike and on a very popular trail and saw two cubs of the two pups from the mountain lion. And then the mountain lion came and was f false charging him almost, but it stayed on him. So all he did was make contact. He made a lot of noise, but he kept he walked backwards it, almost like a, at a fast pace kind of like whoops i'm sorry yeah exactly to. but he, he made sure he stayed on the trail and just constant eye contact on it because you have to know where it's at and it did it it followed him for a good 20 minutes 20 30 minutes and gave these false charges but it was more just because it was trying to get it away get the person from away the from kids from the kids yeah. which is totally respectable you, you must with someone's kids you know right yeah even that, in that goes for anybody. human nature too yeah yeah so i think so when i when i go hiking or just adventuring around it's i really enjoy finding game trails okay yeah yeah and 
There was one. There was one in Draper, uh, kind of where the skydivers are at. Okay. Um, my wife and I, we went over there, and I mean go back, because um, I have some new tools I want to try out. But um, I want to go go back up there, because the last time we went, we were following, we were just doing our regular walk. It was more of like a walk, you park in the parking lot, and then you do whatever. But okay. then we started seeing deer tracks, and so we started following the deer tracks. And then we started seeing paw prints. We were trying to dis- distinguish if it was like a dog, coyote, or mountain lion, or a bobcat, because they were all in very there was multiple size there was multiple sizes. Okay. One was like roughly maybe three inches. One was four inches. One was two inches. And so, started getting a journal and just started drawing out what what is what. And yeah. And then as we started following around, it's just a big giant loop. We got around to the edge where it overlooks the gravel pit. Okay. And we're like, oh, cool, gravel pit. Turn right. And as we started going, you know, for closer, circling back, I think three quarters in, we find this abandoned Mitsubishi 1990s. And it was torn apart, everything. It still had, like, wiring here and there. Yeah. And, like, parts, like an alternator inside that, the radiator. But inside the radiator had this bleached um, bone. I think it was a femur. Yeah, don't, okay. Don't quote me. I don't know bones or anatomy too well. <laughs> but I had this bone embedded into the femur, so I can't tell if, like, like, a human just put it in there. And, you know, I spent a great deal of time investigating this vehicle and had full of fun stuff. After that, we started seeing fur all over the place. And then then we started seeing bones, jaw bones, and then a, a deer skull. And then all of a sudden, we see this deer just laying on the ground and its whole innards were it was like a hole carved into it about i don't know it's maybe two uh foot and a half open on both ends of its gut and it's it's whole uh yeah it's 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 bladder was still there but the rest of it where the where all the ribs were is all gone oh wow but and the rest of the body was still there it looks like a, a a nom of where the eye was like a big like it was clawed up or bitten okay and then so it was just kind of interesting to see it was like a scuffle like the deer was all over the place and the predator was basically taking it down yeah okay and i thought to myself bullet or maul to death because there's a page on instagram called nature's metal yeah. Oh my God, man! It is, it's it's disturbing to see some of these animals that are still alive, and they're still but being they're nommed still... on, or they're they're still alive and their whole innards are just hanging out and they're still just wandering about. It is. It's crazy because you think about that. Like what? I yeah. Just on TikTok, I was watching some animal stuff where, um, the elephant got pretty scraped up after a fight with another elephant but it still survives it still goes out through its day it just has those battle wounds after that but you worry you think about infection and other predators taking advantage of that but they still do it they still they don't take medicine like we do they just survive yeah imagine going uh going to life without uh 
water or fresh water or or you have to drink from the same pond as like a hyena or a hippo right i mean this is africa but like drinking the same pond from like you see a bear like you know no yeah absolutely like cross away or like in alone have you watched alone alone it's a tv show where uh, they send they have these 10 people that only get to bring 10 items mm-hmm. and they get sent out into some random wilderness and live survive there for i think three months okay i'll have to look into that i haven't seen it oh it's gives you a lot of appreciation for what we have and mm-hmm. and archery good lord <laughs> yeah yeah there's guys on there just just shooting uh squirrels from with an arrow and it's like how do you get it that good (laughs) i mean i guess you need to have some skill to yeah basically survive catch prey and cook up what you need Hmm. what's the craziest place you've been i guess in your hiking or i guess the craziest story craziest story uh centerville canyon centerville is pretty popular it's a pretty basic town it's basically suburb right but when you go up the canyon i did not prepare myself at all and it's a really grueling hike so most people do it by horse up to one up, up up to some point but i get up the steep part then i get up to the ridge and the ridge i'm feeling good but my water's out at this point and i still decide to continue on and i get up to the point where the paragliders they drive up the back way and then hike down just a little bit to get to a good jumping spot mm-hmm. and so I met one of them and he was telling me how the road was only 50 uh, no more like 20 miles away mm-hmm. from where I was and at the time there was a bunch of snow I was closer to the top of the canyon yeah, I was closer to the top of the canyon, and so he was telling me that the snow, it was acting, it was a hot day, like the sun was out, but I was up high enough that the snow was still there, and he said that a guy had gone up ahead of me, but he had snowshoes on, so I was going, and this specific hike has always been a challenge to me, I get so far then have to turn back so then my goal was to beat that point so this specific day was the farthest i'd ever gone but i realized being dehydrated and everything that i should probably turn back being out of water yeah so i start to head back and i was already knee deep in snow because i it just barely been iced over so i couldn't stay on top of it it would crumble before underneath my feet right yeah so i was thought okay i'll use this as a checkpoint and then i'll hike back start hiking back 
and I remember golden eagles circling and a couple bald eagles circling high above me and I'm still at the ridge line so I've still got miles to go down and uh, no shade there's no trees at this point and I'm just sitting on the rock thinking I'm gonna pass out and I get to a point where I find some cell service and I send out a quick text to a family relative say my truck's at the bottom can you bring a jug of water because I need something and I don't know if it at the time I didn't know if it sent or whatever and I grabbed my hiking stick and I just kept going. I knew I had to keep going. Otherwise, I was going to pass out. If I stopped, I was done. Yeah. So I book it down the mountain. Apparently, my text went through. Saw the jug of water in my truck seat. Met a cute girl on the way down. Got her number. It, it was an experience. That's cool. Yeah. That is dangerously cool because i've been in scenarios like that where you run out of water and oh man at the finish line when people when you know there's water at the end of the vehicle where the vehicle is at oh best water you'll ever have in your life it yeah very and at the time i never carried a pack on me a backpack so i at work y'all did you ever see me i always carried like a smart water or something in my back pocket i never carried anything bigger uh, a container bigger that wouldn't fit in my back pocket i didn't pay attention to you i'm sorry no no that's fine (laughs) i so that's just who i am i don't like any i don't like carrying around big containers like jugs or anything so if it could fit in my back pocket, great. Because then I could use my hands for whatever I'm working on. But yeah. still have water or whatever I'm drinking. So that's all I had. And so now I go more prepared where I bought a, a good wa- uh, weatherproof backpack that I could pack snacks, uh, the essentials, uh, first aid kit, couple headlamps. Now I come more prepared. Yeah, I'm getting ready for uh, doing backpacking. I've never done it before. Yeah. Um, my friend and I were gonna prepare, preparing to do our own little alone um, episode, pretty much. Okay. Not an episode, but like us just where we have to go out to the wilderness, boil our own water, and the only way to start fire is through flint and steel. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't feel ready for that. Like. <laughs> Um, you never will. It, you just have to do it. Yeah, especially, like, I don't know how people in, like, Arizona or southern Utah, like, before AC, man, life's, that's <laughs> tough. See, that's where you and I might differ. I love the heat, so, but, like, I, I get it, like, but if you, so for me... I would find a rock or something, build a shelter, uh, find sticks, and just build almost like a slanted hut. Yeah, it, it yeah, making sense. Yes, yeah. yes, I know exactly. Okay. And I don't, I don't mind the heat either. It well, okay, I do, but like, because it just gets me agitated and I'm, I feel overheated and kind of stressed. But um, 
like in southern Utah, doing the we did the it was in Dixie Valley. It was the overlook of Zion's National Park. Okay, and it was bad enough where some of my um, people, some of the, my friends that we were hiking with, yeah, he they one of them ran out of water, and I when I usually hike, I'm usually the water carrier guy, so I carry a few bottles in my my bag and I some stuff for me, but. It got to a point where he had to drink out of you know my thermos and whatnot because he was uh, heat exhaustion. Okay, yeah. And I guess in a sense it was like what you were about going through. If you stopped, you're just passing out and or about to pass out, and that's what almost happened to him. So it's more like we got to make sure that he gets back, and so that absolutely yeah, that makes sense. And it it's it's um. Yeah, whenever I go, I just, I, I I know that other people don't end up coming prepared or they end up exhausting their resources. And so, I don't know. I'm a prepper. I didn't mean to be. I think I became a prepper when, when I was, when we were stationed at Farmington. Yeah? Yeah, because um, that contractor at the time, I don't think they had any water out there. I mean, there was McDonald's down the street. Right. But nobody... Nobody, for some reason, packed a thermos or carried their own water, or we never got water bottles. That Yeah, that is true. And during the time you were out there, that was COVID, right? Yeah, that was So, true. technically, nobody was allowed to share. If I That was one of the job site rules. Yeah, so, well, joke's on them. <laughs> I bought a seven-gallon jug. <laughs> Look and at you. I packed, yeah, I packed, I packed a seven-gallon jug of water and so I'm like whoever needs water just come and refill it at my you know vehicle and uh I always carried food with me all the time or sorry not on me but like in my vehicle yeah because you never know when you're not gonna end up having lunch that day or no that's true yeah I mean yeah we were putting in some hours during that time a little bit yeah doing uh 10 hours and I think we did 112 yeah I think because we were there from like 7 to 7. I remember... Do you remember Tali? Yeah. I remember Tali, Yose, and I think Sam Aieli, all of us, we were doing the roughing. And it was exhausting. We watched the sun rise and we left when the sun was setting. Setting, yep. And I don't know how some days I got through that. I was just so tired. It's that work ethic mentality where... Just go 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 yep exactly we know we got a deadline to meet and we want to make sure our stuff looks good for it yeah I think we take pride in our work yeah what drives me nuts is like when they do the fake deadlines and it's like we need it done this day we need it now 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 and then they never show up that day it's like fuck you <laughs> yeah I mean, there's always incentive behind it. Like, I've been on both sides. Some some subcontractors, you have to hold their hand. And it's not always fun to hold people's hand. Yeah. You expect people to know their job and what they do, but it's not always like that. And it, yeah, and it makes sense. And I get it. I get it, too. And especially and I, where, for instance, some places it's bonus incentive. So if the sooner the project's done, you get a bonus. And so that was one of them. 
that, that project was one. Oh, what do they call it? Dave and Bacon things? Or... Well, no, no. No, Dave and Bacon's like a government thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I guess it also depends on how many times your place gets robbed. That is true, too. <laughs> there's, there's been a, there's, I don't think there's been a job site I haven't been on that hasn't been robbed. Maybe yeah, one or two. That's... I think there's maybe one or two, but I lose count of all the job sites I've been on. Right? We always bounce around everywhere, but... No, now that you mention that... It's either... I, it's always some that gets robbed. Like, the one in, uh... The big the the story I remember uh, is uh, is at one of the apartments we we worked at once. Okay. Where the plumbers the the thieves got was they were ballsy they they had the guts to get their truck ram the garage door and take over I think it was over ten thousand and twenty thousand dollars worth of their copper pipes all their tools because they had the strip parking you know the strip uh, mm -hmm. parking garages. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and they were, the thieves rammed it and took everything. That is crazy. The, that was that one that you and I worked at? Yeah, I won't mention the name, but like... Uh, gotcha, okay, yeah, yeah. It was when, oh, yeah. that's right, okay. I'm, I, yeah. I've been hit in the head with too many chairs. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to ask you about that. Well, in wrestling, how many times have you been hit in the head? Or, sorry, hit with chairs. Hit with chairs multiple times, and... So that's especially one of our um, 21 and up shows. There's a lot of weapons involved. So one of the first weapons I ever got hit with was a dartboard. And I took that straight to the head. And I'm a guy, I like bruises. I like getting bruised up and beat up. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little bit of masochist. I think it's a masochist, yeah. Yeah. Mas Not a sadist. sadist. Yeah, I think sadist. Inflicting pain? Yeah, where I like receiving pain. So I think that's masochist. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> hey. Correct us if I'm wrong. But so getting bruised up like that, getting chopped up. Uh, there was one point where my chest got chopped so badly that you could see handprints and I was bleeding. But chairs are one of my favorite. Trash can lids is another. Um, the dartboard was an experience. And I think I even got hit with a flipper. What's a flipper? Like a flipper that you go into the ocean with, you put it on your feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody brought that, <laughs> and I got hit with that. <laughs> that That's funny. Um... But chairs are so exciting, man. That's like they the are. that's like the go-to word. Give him the chair. Give him the chair. Chair. Oh, I recently went through a door. That was fun. We set it up like a table, and that was an experience. So, do you have you gotten concussions in your? Um... No, uh, fortunately, I haven't. You're just thick-headed. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think I've taken care of myself enough that I haven't let that happen. Knock on wood. Have you caused anybody, like, I don't know if that's a good question. I guess, like, has has people been severely injured in your, in your, uh, 
in your career i guess in your in the in the places that you've been with like there's yes injuries do happen it's it's common we we are still a sport and um one of my close buddies and also a good rival of mine he broke his neck legitimately broke his neck and has plates uh, screws in that um and he's luckily able to wrestle again now but he, he had to take months off and that affects you because if you're not seen you get forgotten about exactly yeah so which makes sense but having your neck broken that's it's scary that's scary and then getting back into it is just yep absolutely so there's definitely huge risks to it but it's for me it's part of the adrenaline it's part of i love seeing the crowd react whether good or bad i like seeing them react i'm glad i could let them escape whatever their daily thing is just come react and it's kind of like a superpower in a sense it's almost like a little control of the you have a little their bit of emotions yeah, yeah yeah they're putty in my hands you know um that's what i hope to get to i'm still working on that but yeah it to bring that emotion out of somebody is the most fun i've ever had i just got back from washington and i was uh the bad guy out in washington and being able to talk to the me and some kid were arguing about my height and whether pit viper glasses looked better on me or him was that part of like the on the on the on the wrestling mat on the wrestling uh that the arena um or is it just like outside of it no no it was uh, so i is the beginning of the match and i wasn't i told the ref i wasn't ready i told my opponent i wasn't ready to wrestle them and i went argued with the kid because he was trying to poke fun at me no i'm bud birch i'm camp leader you don't talk to me that way so yeah. i went and talked to him and then uh my opponent stole my glasses and gave it to the kid and i was like okay well now i'm gonna throw a fuss getting you riled up exactly getting, getting you perfect for or, or prime for the show exactly so like so i was curious about that it's like do people just come up with this or do they pre-practice uh garbage talking or then when they get there it's like you know what you have a funky beard and i don't think it makes you look fruity no it... like stuff sorry that's a really crappy <laughs> comeback i'm just i don't know how to put it I would be more derogatory than that, but <laughs> no, there's total like um, trash talk. The way I see it, construction workers we know how to yeah. trash talk each other pretty much, right? Yeah. So I use that, and that's why I, if I'm the bad guy, that's why I'm going to talk to fans. Um, the there's really nothing too predetermined, like. Um, like no I don't know what I'm going to say to the fans I might make fun of their city I might make fun of my opponent but 
I won't know until I'm <coughs> there in the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, you start to pick up your own material as you kind of... Exactly, yeah. Know. Like, don't get me wrong, I was just talking about this. Um, me, I'm a camper. People, uh, the yeah. fans that I may not like, they're glampers. Like, what are you, a bunch of trailer park people? Right, exactly, yeah. Like, they're the people that pollute my trails. They're the people that leave a trace. So you have a justified reason, reason to, to like, not like to them. Mess, yeah. mess with them. Instead of staying on the trail, instead of getting on my trail, why don't you hop on a treadmill and virtualize? Camping. And, exactly. That's a good one. Right? Why don't you stop watching TV at the campground and just go home? Exactly, Stuff yeah. Like yeah. Stop trying to modernize and bring and pollute my trails with your trash. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not a camper, kind of. Well, no, I'm not, like, I don't, I don't see myself ever given the RV. I guess if I had a kid and you just want to have party time with your friends, it's like, here, here's a TV, go send your kid into there. <laughs> put him to sleep. I guess that makes sense, but still, yeah, it, I... Yeah, I, see, I get it. Where I was the opposite, because like I would rather, if you're, if you need to keep your kid busy, send him in the tent. He can play cards. Yeah, you know? that's the way I grew up. So take digital away from like camping. Yeah, it's, the, it's a, a, a part of camping is to get away from the digital and the city and exactly and all the work and people you don't like. Exactly, you don't need to be watching TV yeah. and seeing what's on the news. It, Escape that for a moment. Escape that part of reality. Go hammocking. Go find. Go avoid some spiders in the bushes. And <laughs> I love. There's a phrase. Uh, one of my favorite. Um, I guess she, I, I want to say she's libertarian, but Brett Cooper. Okay. She tells people to go touch grass, and it's simple as she says: go out there, take your shoes off, sit yes. in the world for a minute. Like, experience that. You don't need to always be on social media. And that's how I feel. I take that moment to go breathe. Doesn't it drive you nuts when uh, you're at the dinner table and everyone's on their phones? Oh, absolutely. I, I have to be on social media for to promote myself for wrestling. Otherwise, I would not. I would rather just be... I create videos just so I can look at them. I don't care if other people see them or not. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I take it in because that's where, like I said, that's where I find my balance, my peace. So. Yeah. You... So if I have to take a picture, if I have to remember the moment, if I want to remember a moment, that's why I bring my phone. Otherwise, I just enjoy the trail. Yeah. I do enjoy your photography. You do a good job on Instagram. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, although, there's some pictures, I think, well, that you've taken. It's like, maybe you should just be a photographer, too, while you're at it. <laughs> Aw, you're making me blush a little but, bit. <laughs> but who doesn't take pictures of the environment? There's, 
No, here you use a kissy face. You know, look at me. Oh, right. Look, it's me with the flower. Oh, it's me with the hummingbird. Oh, it's me. See, with the... and I'd rather be out of the picture, enjoy the landscape. Yeah, I'm much more of a landscape photographer. <laughs> I think the biggest pet peeve I have when I'm out in the wild is mm -hmm. horse flies and mosquitoes, and just I hate flies. They just they bug the shit out of me. I'm so <laughs> sick of it. Like. When I'm in my hammock, I just want to enjoy the hammock. But yeah. no, I have to have all these flies show up. So I have to spend most of my time trying to swat them and having a hard time trying to sleep. That's why you do a campfire and then the smoke drives them away. Okay. That helps. If you're out camping. But if you're just on a hike, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe a, bring a net, some repellent. Yeah, that's have mint on you i guess yeah i heard the i think mint mint and citrus repre, re, uh, or a type of repellent repels uh mosquitoes but i think it's basil that repels uh don't quote me on the basil but there's another herb that repels uh, uh flies hmm. and then using wax i think repels ants from getting onto your hammock Oh, really? Yeah, if you put... I think it's wax or it's some other um, type of chemical that you put on and it separates the ants from coming your way. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, There's some I'll have to try because I do take my hammock with me when I do go hiking, just in case, but that's normally what I run into is the ants. <laughs> So, like, there's all those, like, DIY videos you, I see on, like, Facebook. And so when I was going through them, it's like I want to try them out. Like, some of them are pretty interesting enough for me to, like, okay, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Like, one of them I tried. It's It works. Um, I boiled red onions, garlic, ginger, and um, I boiled it all in a pot for about 30 minutes okay. to 40 until... Um, until all the juices are simmered together, you let it sit there and let it cool down. And after you're done letting it cool down, you put lemon juice and turmeric and some black pepper. Yeah. Not a whole lot of black pepper, but... Um, and you drink it. It you... sound Yeah, you make a broth out of it, or you make a juice. And it's disgusting, but it's old It's old world medicine before... Uh, before uh, like penicillin? That's or... old world too, but oh, like... Yeah, yeah. It's before, um, my brain is shot right now. Before, um, oil, oil, petroleum-based stuff. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, like, most of the medicines we have now are, um, either petroleum-based or, you know, modern medicines. I mean, modern medicine is, you know, allegedly ten times better, but the Native American herbalism stuff, like, that's the, that's the foundation. Okay. Or, not just Native American, but... But herbalism is foundational for these medicines to come into fruition. And because uh, I was curious about the old wives tale about like, you put garlic cloves on baby's feet and they'll heal them. Okay. And it made sense to me if you have open pores and if your feet are like vulnerable, like where they're not calloused. Which, I mean, a baby wouldn't be calloused yet, so that would make sense. Yeah, and there's a certain way you do it where you chop up the garlic and I think you put a rag in it and you let the garlic uh, go through the rag and the rag goes through you and you absorb it that way so you're not being burned. Okay. 
Um, anyways, like the they're just these these healing properties with garlic, onion, ginger. Ginger helps with your um, stomach, and then they all have anti-inflammatory or immune system and cancerous fighting um, properties, and so it made sense to me. Yeah, and so this con concoction you're talking about, what did it do? It the, the one. Uh, so I took a shot of it like uh, one every other day or one uh, once a day. Uh huh. I stopped drinking it because I'm like I'm I'm healthy. I take vitamins. I'm I'm good. <laughs> um, and it had an expiration date too, so I just kept it in the fridge. But what was it supposed to do? So like it, repel something. Or? Think of it just like Benadryl. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. It's yeah, it's like a um, non petroleum based Benadryl. Okay. And I don't think Benadryl's petroleum, but modern it's non-modern medicine. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I need to get better at is in the wild is like trying to figure out... What berries to eat and mm. not. Yeah. Right? Like, because there's some good wild raspberries out there, but there's also ones that grow right next to it that you're not supposed to eat. And especially the ones that grow by poison ivy. I've learned that, at least. The ones that grow with poison ivy don't eat those berries. They're, yeah, I don't they're know very what that looks dangerous. Like. Yeah. You'd have to, I'd have to pull up a plant to show you, but... Um, yeah, I just found out they're really poisonous and make you sick. And see, like, hiking in, in Idaho? Mm-hmm. There's, like, tons of berries out there. There's the red ones, there's huckleberry, and then there's, you know, a bunch of others. Yeah. That sounds like a breeze. Like, I would I would love to be over there and eat berries. Yeah. And play 50-50. But over here, it's just like... Uh, you're, you're taking a risk. 75-25. Exactly. <laughs> I think this is a really good healthy berry. Or it could be the one that's killing, about to kill me. <laughs> it's going to mess up your gut. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Hawaii, um, my wife and I went on a tra uh, hiking trail in, in Aiea. Oh, okay. So in in uh, Oahu, the island of Oahu. Yeah. Um, there's Pearl Harbor, Pearl City, or right. the, and then you go up the you go up the road and there's Aiea Heights, and there's a hike. It's a big giant rainforest as you keep going up. Because uh, what's the the road to Hana? Honolulu. No, uh, or, but it's on Oahu. It's called the road. I forgot what it's called. Anyways, it's a really long road. But yes, there's because I drove around that, and we didn't. We were gonna try to stop and oh. hit some of those water. Oh, Maui! I'm thinking Maui, which is on fire right now. Yeah, um, yes, yeah, sadly, right? Yeah, but uh, Oahu is kind of the same thing. You have a lot. You have H three, which is their highway, which you can only go fifty five an hour. Yeah. And then Which they, blows my mind, but and then they, it gets point to thirty five. Sorry, anyways. Yeah, it's and then you have to take the or you take the long road, which you go thirty five miles an hour, and you go on the coastline all the way up. Yeah, but uh, in um, Aiea Heights, I forgot the proper trail name, but in there there was this. Uh, there's a lot of pine trees up there, but they had this one tree that had this big black sap that was like an icicle. Yeah, and. I went up to it. I'm like, I want to lick it. <laughs> and my oh, wife's no. like, no, 
Don't lick it. Okay, I won't lick it. I still break it off. And she looks away, I'm like, You lick it. You gotta lick it. (laughs) Oh, no. And then we researched later that it is deadly. But then I I spit it out. Like, before I licked it, I'm like, huh, this tastes like, I don't know, like burnt. (laughs) I still can't believe you licked it. You know, curiosity killed the cat, right? Yeah, but. I mean, I guess curiosity brought it it back. Why wouldn't you lick it? (laughs) It looks lickable. It's like maple syrup, except a tree. I mean, it's not an icicle, and even icicles you're not really supposed to lick. Because that's all the pollutants all Exactly, the out of the air and everything that's collected. You sp- think I'm pretty sure I've licked some icicles in my time. Oh, me too, don't get me wrong. I'm. We were 90s kids. We drank out of the hose. Yep. Weber water. Oh my gosh. Secondary water. Hmm. I was all about that. <laughs> or magna water. Yeah, exactly, oh. right? Dude. Oh, that stuff is nasty. But? But we're still fine. Exactly. We survived it. It made us, gave us thick skin and, well, most of us. Most of us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me when I see you. you said that. <laughs> uh, there's this guy, uh, not a spoiler, but there was a guy on one of the TV shows that mm. that's he never boiled his water. He just kept drinking water from the lake without boiling it and he survived throughout everything that surprises me he had a strong stomach he must have and he ended up being a winner too oh i will definitely have to watch the show because and see if i could pick up some techniques because yeah like when we're talking about berries there's this lady that was making uh they um they she stretched out the berry, berry jerky in a sense Okay. She made um, almost like a jam, but she made it into... Oh, berry leather. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she made berry leather, and she rationed that out. Wow. Because that's all she could acquire as uh, berries. Okay. And sometimes a squirrel here and there. That's interesting. I'll, uh, yeah. That'd be some good survival tactics, and just fun to learn. I mean... I love berry leather, so. Um, I think I've had it, but it was like pre-made. Yeah, store-bought. That's all I've ever had. It's not bad. Well, I don't know, fifty-fifty on store. True. I mean, of course, they add all the artificial flavors to spice it up, but yeah. Hmm. Um. So, what's your plans for? Like, are you what's what's coming up next with uh, your wrestling stuff? Going back to that, and we. No, I, I yeah, I'm glad you are circling back to that. So, I'll most likely uh, August nineteenth, uh, from where we're at today, it's this Saturday. At back in session, we I, <clears throat> I'm all jumbled. Back in session, August nineteenth, I will most likely be defending. Uh, my current championship against I'm not sure who it's always I'm always open to challengers so whoever they throw at me I'll be ready for and that's happening on August 19th yep August 19th at Light Tree Studios Um, you can follow my Instagram at fit for Bud Birch 
and I post all the links. You could get tickets from me there. And then that'll lead up to our big show called Controlled. And that is September 16th, where we will have a former WWE star EC3, and he went by Chris Masters before when he was known for WWE. Put on the master lock. Did you ever? I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So he'll be there as well. And yeah, that's going to be one of our bigger shows. And I'm really excited for that. So, but it starts this Saturday, August 19th. And we'll have all these, uh, we'll have all the links in the, in the description of the show. And we'll, and on my Facebook is SAH3 artist. Um, we'll, on the episode, we'll have, um, descriptions where you can find stuff you can't put links on those things which is kind of right isn't it yeah but um but we'll have we'll have links for everyone so if you're wanting to go to these mma or mma wrestling shows we will make sure you can get there yeah um so between those shows do you have anything else coming up after after that too so yeah i mean so uh we've also got if you're looking more for a 21 and up show this one is called Tussle Time. It's our seventh show, and it will be August 26th at Kamikaze's in Ogden. In Ogden, okay. And the what the first show you mentioned, what was that also in Ogden, Ogden too? Or? No, so that light um, back in session will be at Light Tree Studios, which is 1700 South, 740 West. It's like uh, it's right off the freeway. If you know where the Super Ford dealership is, oh okay, or um, in Salt Lake City, exactly in Salt Lake City. Okay, yeah. okay, awesome. Um, shoot, do you want anything else to add to the show? Are we gonna close it up? I think we're good to close it off. I mean, this was awesome, right? I'm glad it's been a while since I've seen you. I'm glad we've been able to talk and just talk about nature wrestling it's been fun and troy and troy <laughs> we gotta love our buddies oh yeah go get gauges kids <laughs> just go to metal shows and go into the walls of death yes absolutely 100 percent agree just kidding troy we love you <laughs> no homo <laughs> all right uh cody or bud birch birch Birch. Birchwood. Man, I butchered that. Okay. Wow. You know Here, let's redo the advertising. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Cody or a.k.a. Bud Birch. Oh, put in the John Cena. Your Utah State television champion, Bud Birch. Yeah. Check him out, ladies and gentlemen. Bud Birch. He'll be performing at all these shows. You can find the description at the in in this podcast, and you'll find it on the Instagram. Um, find his Instagram and my Instagram to find more links to the show and to his and to his companies. Devotion Championship Wrestling. You Devo- could follow them on all social media and see if he retains his championship belt or not. All right, dude. Well, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. And um, bye, everybody.
just fine.